Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Okay. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with your hosts, Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer. Uh, Sam Schmitz is back with us. He's on the boards today. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting here looking out the window and seeing uh, Lunkers Unlimited going off for their annual tournament. Every All the boats getting ready to be taken off. They must be taken off around 7 o'clock. But anyway, uh, so the lake's going to be a little bit busy today, I would imagine like it is every wonderful, beautiful weekend. Uh, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed, so you never know what the heck's going to happen. But you can always be part of the show by giving us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. You can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com, uh, but I won't be able to get at it till during the week. And Danny, good morning. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. morning. Yeah, and uh, we did have an email from okay. a real nice, real nice fella who said that him and his son stopped at Smokey's Musky Shop this past week, last week, and he said the guy treated them so nicely and made his son, his younger son, feel like he was part of the conversation and all that. That he said he made them both feel really good. And I wrote back and told the guy, he says, well, you know what? John Lehman must be smiling down from the skies right now because that's the way John was. That's right. Uh, always that's made, way... Yeah, always made people feel welcome, you know. Yep, yep. John was, I was uh, talking with one of John's uh, good friends, Greg, and we were talking a lot about John. We were on the lake yesterday, and I caught him a muskie, but we talked a lot about John and how he was always good to people. Yep. 
I mean, how many times that John would be outside doing something and somebody new would come walking up, you know, and asking a question. Next thing you know, John's inviting him upstairs. Here, have a soda, you know, check out the stuff we got, you know. I mean, you know, I mean yeah, he was just very, very friendly to everybody. So this, this gentleman and his son uh, really appreciated it because he said at the bo- big box stores, you don't get that kind of service. You don't get people talking to you nicely in that. So he said he's going to do all his shopping at Smokies, which that's good. That's good. Yes, it is. And uh, what else would be good today, Tom, is if my app does not crash like it did last week about eight times. So oh, I know. If, uh, if our listeners all of a sudden deluxe Danny Bush talking, it's because I've been lost. The app has lost me, but I'll reconnect by God one way or another. Well, I got a few st- things for us. You know what I want to start off with today? Remember how, you know, I told you one time about the guy telling me he was catching those 19, 20-inch crappies? Remember that? And you were teasing me about that? Yep. And, um, well, anyway, and I told the guy, he says, yeah, show me one of those babies. Well, anyway, Madison Meyer of, e- of Eau Claire, she caught a 17-and-a-half-inch crappie she was trolling a number nine chartreuse original floating Rapala on Lake Altoona. The fish weighed three pounds, one ounce. I'm looking at a picture of it, and that is a monster. That's what you call a slab. Now, where did she catch that? Lake Altoona. must be up near Eau Claire. Lake Altoona. Yeah. What is the Wisconsin record? I think it's about four pounds, five and a half ounces, something like that. But okay. still, the seventeen and a half inches, and it weighed three pounds one ounce. That that that's a monster. Well, how how long would uh, a crappie have to be to be four pounds? Well, this thing could have could have had a bigger belly and maybe been four pounds. You know, I it, it I guess it all depends on how much stuff they got in their stomach. So the you know? crappie has to have a beer belly. Yeah, yeah. It'd have to have something there. Because, you know, like all the bass uh, that you see pictures of have that. I'm uh, going to look in the book right now to see Wisconsin's crappie record, just to make sure. Uh, Let's see now. Crappie. Here it is. Uh, The black crappie is, oh, I was right. I was pretty close. Four pounds, eight ounces. And the white crappie is three pounds, 13 ounces. So, okay. but yeah, so this lady, she, I mean, it's rare to see a three-pound crappie. Well, with crappies, Tom, uh, educate me. Are Is one typically bigger than the other, black or white, or are they both basically about the same size most of the no, time? No, the black crappies are always bigger. Yeah, okay. Those are always bigger. Yeah. And we have black crappies in yes, Wisconsin? Correct. Predominantly black, but there are lakes that have white crappies, you know. And it's just that the black crappies have more of those black spots, you know. That's all. And and make and make sure you release all those black crappies because black crappies' lives matter. So we want them to keep growing bigger and better. Break that uh, four-pound yeah. plus record. Yeah. Okay. Now you're gonna have people, uh, you know, protesting out in front of your place. Now. I don't think so. We got the lunkers and limited guys out here. Hey, you know the uh, the lunkers guys, the lunkers guy club out here. They have this, uh, this their their big uh, get together here every year. Yep. Hey Tom, I can tell when it's going on because 
I sleep like a ninja with one eye open, and when I hear vehicles pull in the parking lot here at about 3 a.m., and I can tell a boat trailer is rattling, and then I hear another and another, I know that it's the bass guys getting here yep. early so they can launch. And yep. if anybody a big bass, uh, come back here, I'm guessing around 2, 3 o'clock, come on over here, and it's by Beachside Boat and Tackle. Um come on over and they'll be weighing all the bass and it's pretty interesting to see them come in and see who won yeah it is now you know years ago there were there were there was a time when uh not many fish were brought in but the last number of years so boy i'll tell you what there's some been some dandies brought in you know so there's big ones out there and these guys will catch a few of them that's for sure i like looking at all the all the fancy bass boats you know Really yeah, nice well, well, they find a way to park them all out there. Yeah, if you look, I, I don't. park them in every nook and cranny that, that they know. can. I know. I was amazed. I was wondering where the heck are they putting all these things, you know? I mean, because from where I my vantage point, I can only see maybe five of them. But I know there's a whole bunch more in and around all those areas, you know? There's more out there. Oh, well. So, well, anyway, congrats to... Uh, Madison Meyer of Eau Claire catching that big old crappie. And see, it just goes to show those original floating Rapalas still work. You know, work good. He said he was trolling it, right? She. She. Okay, yes. right. Yeah, yeah I don't she was want trolling. To, uh... Yeah, she okay. was trolling. She... Yeah. And uh, let's see now. Any other emails there? Oh, oh no more no more emails. Uh, that was the only one. Um, I mean, every, you know, I either get an email once a week or I have one or two people a week tell me when I see them about they find it annoying when the phone cuts out, you know, every 20 seconds. And I say, yeah, well, it's something we got to live with for a little while, you know, hopefully just until September. But we'll well, see. well, hopefully we can get ourselves back in the studio at some time. I geez. I don't know. You know, I was listening to Ozzy Osbourne some music this week and thinking about him. And do you re remember the good old days when a guy could eat a bat, eat a bat, and it didn't start a worldwide pandemic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, remember he bit the head off a bat years ago. <laughs> yeah, and I wish. I mean, I was looking on YouTube for that, but I can't find it. I mean, I found out a lot of other you know clips and songs and that, but not that one. So I don't know if did they actually have a did they have a visual of him doing that or uh, I don't know that's why I was looking for it <laughs> I, I think he know. had to get rabies shots or something after that Yeah well he probably didn't feel it he was never in much pain No um, no he's... Hey here's one on the hunting side Danny Okay how much do you think if you shot a trophy mule deer out of season in New Mexico what do you think the fine would be? $20,000. No, $74,000 for shooting uh, a trophy mule deer out of... The guy not only didn't have a license, it was out of season. I mean, it was everything was wrong about this whole situation, you know. But, uh, yeah, $74,000. That's $74, a lot, huh? $74,000. But, but you know what? I'm glad it's a lot because hopefully that'll deter some other knucklehead from, you know, not doing that, you know? Well, well here's the deal, Tom. It's not going to deter them. And you want to know why? Yeah. Because 
everybody who does stuff like that counts on the fact that they're not going to get caught. Oh. They're too smart, right? Mm, okay. It's like people who rob banks, right? They don't count on getting caught. That's why they robbed the bank. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, there's that law, Danny, that says, and it's a dumb law, that says, you know, over by the, by Mississippi and, uh, I mean, the Mississippi River by Wisconsin and Minnesota, there's train tracks. And if you want to fish on a certain spot on the Mississippi River, you can't just walk across the train tracks. You have to go where there's a legitimate crossing. And they made it a law that you can't go across the train tracks. You just can't do that. You know, you've got to go like a few miles away to get across. What if... Well, hmm? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, well, it finally happened. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the railroad companies kept saying, no, we don't want people crossing. It's dangerous. Don't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Well, a Minnesota woman was struck and killed by a train while crossing the tracks in Wisconsin. It was up by Alma. And uh, she was walking over to the Mississippi River to go fishing, and she was struck and killed by a train. And uh, but my, my question, though, is, Danny, is like, how do you not see it coming or hear it coming? And it doesn't take that long to get across the tracks, you know what I mean? What does it take, a few seconds, a few steps, and you get across? I... I wish I, they knew more I, about that. I just don't get it. Now, my only guess would be, and this is a totally wild guess, is everybody's walking around in the world with, with their... Basically, they all, they're all got... You, you go to say something to someone and they and they ignore you and then all of a sudden they turn around and go, huh, and pull their earplugs out. Makes right. me crazy. Yeah. You yeah. know, everybody's walking around, not even talking to people. So maybe she was listening to music uh, maybe she was, uh, you know, talking on the phone. You, now, you still would think that the loud train whistle would, um, you know, the loud, that, that, that they'd blast that a little bit. And that, that, you know, that's louder than anything and would scare the crap out of you. So, Which they uh, did. I, which they did. Yeah. They did. Now, here's one thing, though, about, I don't know if this woman had earbuds in because uh, usually that's younger people do that. This lady who was struck by the train and killed was 70 years old. Well, she was 70? Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, maybe sad as it may be, maybe she was real hard of hearing. Maybe. Maybe Maybe. she was an older person, hard of hearing. Uh, That's pretty, that's pretty. Yeah, um, that is, you know. but, but, But then that makes it worse for us with our argument that we should be able to cross the railroad tracks to go fishing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. What yep. if here was my here was my idea? Don't they have like little hover hoverboards like on uh, Back to the Future now? Don't they have something like that that if you could just kind of go over the railroad tracks, that technically you wouldn't be walking on their railroad tracks. You're in free airspace, and you can get there that way. I I don't know if they have hoverboards right now. They might. I mean, I don't know. But what if you took a running jump and jumped over <laughs> that you didn't step on them? Well, you might have to. I, I guess they're not only the railroad tracks, but the ground on yeah, either side yeah, of it. Yeah, right. So exactly. it's a long. You know, what if Tom? What if you put a big rope in a tree and swung like Tarzan across? <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. But I think I think the rule is that you can't cross it. 
Doesn't mean you have to step on it. You just can't go across no, no. from one Tom, side to I think, the other. Let's, I'm going to talk to my lawyers. I'm going to talk to my legal team here because okay. I think if you're in airspace, I think that's free airspace. All right. <laughs> you, that's you, FAA. Okay. You, you check with that's your legal team. That's their jurisdiction. Yeah. Check with your legal team and then get back to me after this break, okay? Hey, speaking of legal team, yeah, up about legal stuff after the break. All right. Danny's got his legal sauce and stuff right after the break, right here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Baitmate Fish Attractants, Coleman Insect Repellents. I'm Dan Bush, along with my good buddy and bass expert, Tommy the True Newbauer. You like that, Tom? I don't know if I'm an expert. You are an expert, Tom. I just fished a lot for bass, that's all. Boy, but... But I fished for a lot of other fish... I fished for a lot of other fish, too, so... Yeah, it's no big deal. Whatever. Okay, hey, you... you, you, Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You you uh, said you were going to contact your legal team. Uh, yeah, they're um, they just contacted me, and uh, they're they said they'll get back to me on that one. But <laughs> actually, I do have some perspective to talk about here. Uh, there are some people in some legal trouble, and unfortunately, uh, it's a group that most of us probably listening have been associated with. Have you uh, heard the news on the NRA this week, Tom? The NRA. No, I have not. You have not heard that. Uh, no. The Attorney General, I believe, in New York had a big announcement. I think it was uh, Monday. Everybody thought they were going to make an announcement that they had Trump's tax returns. So the, uh, yeah. the, uh, the, 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 the liberal media was all bummed when it didn't get th- that red meat. But they did get some other red meat. Uh, here's the thing uh, the t- at a uh, Washington... Uh, Post, I think, article right now. It says, title, the NRA is doomed. It has only itself to blame. The warning signs of the group's collapse were there before New York's lawsuit. So basically what they've done is they've, they did an investigation. Now, obviously, they're because most of the, you know, most of the liberal media is against the NRA and politicians and so forth because it's the argument over the Second Amendment. But basically, we as NRA members have basically been screwed over and sold out by those that were running the NRA. Basically, what they did was they basically, it's supposed to be one of those nonprofit type situations. Well, you know how right. most nonprofits for, are for profit, you know, and it's not of just, course. not just, not just the NRA, whatever happened with Hillary, Hillary Clinton's, all the money, her organization, then all of a sudden they just disbanded it, but no, yeah, hate that, but so they were very selective in p- 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 uh, per, uh, picking the NRA to go after. There's a lot of other ones they could go after, but uh, for example, Wayne Lapeer, he's one of the, you know, he's like what they had, head dude. He, uh, he apparently spent $275,000 for himself from a Beverly Hills boutique, all on NRA, you know, dime money. Uh, they basically started using all that money as their own personal piggy bank, uh, multi-million dollar travel to several posh resorts, 
And I mean, it could it 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 could, uh, not just Lapierre, but other head guys in the organization. They were just making you know millions. In fact, Lapierre, I think, just had signed some kind of a seventeen million dollar salary for himself uh, for retirement or something. It's crazy. So we're sending in our thirty five dollars each eighteen notices. A, a, a month for more money and they're just blowing the money and spending it so now they've been investigated for illegal you know use it and and basically it could force the group to uh to completely dissolve at least in new york well you know what that doesn't surprise me it does not surprise me i mean you know, this is not something new i mean a lot of organizations have done the same damn thing and it, you know, sometimes Danny, you wonder who the heck can I trust? You know, who can I trust? Yeah, that's and, terrible. And, that's and, terrible. And the money that they, the money that they spent. It's, I mean, I don't want to bore everybody. You can go on abuses. It was crazy. Um, but you know, Tom, years ago when John and I tried to get somebody, you know, we had people from concealed carry, uh, or, uh, you know, right yep. to concealed carry, uh, uh, some of our friends come on the show and call into the show and talk about gun loss. You know, when John and I tried to get somebody from the NRA, oh no, from the NRA. And I kind of got the impression and I, I said it out loud at the time that I had the impression that the NRA consisted of a, a lot of stiff white suits in uh, out east that were too good to just be calling us here in wisconsin it's a bunch of you know and that's basically what they were they were a bunch of bunch of big execs making all kinds of money and uh and just you know it and it's sad because the nra has been the one organization that's been fighting to protect our second amendment over the years but money corrupts and uh unfortunately uh, we'll probably have to try and support some other organizations. Now, I found out out there, there's one called the National Association for Gun Rights. There's another one called Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. So at this point, it might be time to look at maybe supporting or joining or, you know, checking into some of these other groups. Because most of our listeners do sub support the Second Amendment fighting to protect our gun rights. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into some of those, too. Do you remember years ago there was a guy that John knew who uh, he was uh, wearing his gun. He had uh, open. It, that was at a time when open carry, which still is perfectly legal. And the guy was in his front yard uh, doing some yard work. And the next thing you know, the cops are there taking away his gun, throwing him in jail, you know, and blah, 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 and all this. So. They, uh, he, he wanted help from the NRA, and the NRA always says, you know, if you're a member, we'll help you. Well, he asked for help. You know what their help was? He, they told him, oh, get a good lawyer. We, we, can, we got a couple good lawyers uh, that we can recommend. But you know what those lawyers cost? <laughs> you know? Yeah, they could recommend some lawyers. That was their help. So, yeah, I, even at that time, I started wondering about them. Yeah, and it's interesting. You know, Oliver North at one time was associated with them and he became NRA president. Now, typically the NRA president, one article that I read said that that wasn't a paid position, but Oliver North, you know, negotiated some $2 million, you know, salary or something for him. So it's not like mm -hmm. he wasn't trying to make a dime. And uh, I'm sure you made plenty of money on Fox. He was the one who actually started 
finding out about all of this mismanagement of funds and he was pushing to check into it and then he got pushed back on that and there was internal fighting on it everybody was afraid that the dirty dirty laundry was going to be aired they uh, basically pushed uh pushed out of the organization even before you know he was only in it for a short time but apparently he was the one that saw this mismanagement and spending and he said hey what's going on here so they basically destroyed themselves from within just by greed and um, again, I think the NRA has been instrumental in helping to protect rights. But, um, you know, and especially now if the, if the Democrats win this next election, you know, we're really going to have some serious, some serious, uh, some serious problems. So uh, you can see gun, gun sales are probably going to, they've been going nuts and ammo sales have been going crazy. They're going to go even more nuts now. Yeah, you know, Charlton Heston never took any money when he was president. Well, that's because well, he had plenty of money. So <laughs> they, It was funny. That his classic line, everybody remembers, when he talked, when he held the gun up and said, they can pry it out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> dead fingers, yeah. Yeah. That, that well, was their idea when they got Oliver North. Somebody figurehead, you know, like Charlton Heston, somebody like that. You know, Danny... Um, yep. I hate to get off time. We only got two minutes, but I got to, I got to tell you something real quick. Uh, being as such that I have this vantage point to see the boats coming and going from, uh, uh, beach bait and tackle beachside. Yep. Um, yep. I finally saw it this year. I haven't seen it this year at all, but a guy launched his, uh, runabout boat and must've forgot to, to uh, put a plug in because it started sinking and they had to go get the trailer they had to get the boat on the trailer, pull it up, and it must have been sitting out there for 10, 15 minutes with the pump on, pumping all the water out, you know, both both the pump and running out the back. So they finally got all the water out, and when they were backing it back in the water, they uh, it was on a roller trailer and kind of got away from them, and <laughs> they were lucky it didn't land on the concrete. It just made it into the water with a big splash i'm telling you it's kind of fun to sit here and watch this stuff <laughs> oh, yeah you can you know heck, heck tom i'll 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 throw some microwave popcorn in here for you buddy and you can sit i know there and yeah some popcorn and, and watch the show dude i know it's it's great yeah. it's great about Boy, noon we, the bikinis you know, will start showing up that gets even better yeah, that's even better. I'm not here around then. Maybe I ought to just camp out. Uh, listen, listen, after the gut report, uh, I'm, I'm going to touch on something that you were mentioning about gun sales and growing up. And uh, there was something in the news about that, too. So we can touch on that. And, boy, we got a lot more stuff to talk about today, too. But, if folks, if you are uh, if you got any salmon or trout laying around, you're going to want to hear this gut report got another one so about salmon and trout that i think you might like so stick around folks you you got the skipper buds cutting edge outdoors brought to you by bait mate fish attractants right here on 105.7 f the little excuse me 105.7 fm the fan and 1250 am stay tuned for more come here i'm gonna eat you i'm bigger than you i'm higher in the food chain get in my belly the Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, folks, 
you know, a lot of salmon fishing is going on in Lake Michigan. A lot of those cohos being caught, the really good ones in that right size range. Anyway, here's one. Now, wait a minute. Let me flip this over. This is from my fr old friend, Captain Angelo Trentadu. And uh, his uh, uh, boat is called the Fishing Bug. And he catches a lot of those salmon. And he's got a, a recipe here called Western Style on the Grill. So first of all, you got to have about a six to eight pound salmon or trout, three medium onions cut up, one cup of barbecue sauce, and six slices of bacon. Place the fish on a large piece of foil, salt and pepper cavity of the fish, stuffed cavity of fish with onions, butter, and barbecue sauce. Then put three strips of bacon on either side of the fish skin. Wrap tightly in that foil, and then place the foil on the grill, 10 to 15 minutes on a side. Now, it all depends upon how hot your grill is. If you're over the direct coals per side, if it's real hot, you know, maybe it may take quicker. You don't want to burn it, you know, so you got to watch that. Then serve with fresh lemon and drawn butter with a touch of garlic. Hey, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of ways to cook that delicious salmon and trout from Lake Michigan, and this is just one of them. The Gut Report is always brought to you by Discount Liquor, where it's their 60th year in business. No other liquor store has been local and original family-owned for that many years. There's a reason why they've been in business that long. Price, service, and selection. So if you're looking for weekly specials, and there are specials, just go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. That's DiscountLiquorInc.com. Welcome back to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Out. Thank all our listeners out there, friends, relatives, strangers, enemies. Uh, we always like to say we support the badge. We support the we support first responders, military, all the people out there, healthcare workers out there helping protect us and keep us safe. We appreciate what for your listening to us. I got a, a special report here. Uh, uh, what do they call that when they got breaking news? Breaking da, 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 da. news. Yeah, we breaking gotta have, news. Da, 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 da. We gotta come yeah. up with some kind of a. We'll work. Anyway, on. well, I guess it isn't too breaking because uh, this came out uh, during uh, last week. But um, Tishigan Lake boat access is closed for improvements. The public ass access to Tishigan Lake on Bridge Drive in the town of Waterford will be closed from August 3rd to the 14th. They got a paving project going on there. So that's August 3rd to the 14th. That baby's going to be closed. So just letting everybody know that. Anyway. There we <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Sam. Are you there, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th that was really good. Just a little late. That's well, all. But it, I know it took you time to find it, right? I knew we, I knew we had it. It's just a matter yeah. of where. There's like 60 well, buttons on this one. You know. You know what? What we'll do is we'll give you a heads up if we ever need that again. All right. There we go. All right. Hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. I, I play. I got an announcement. So okay. So go yeah. go ahead. Play it now, Sam. No, no wait, wait, wait. <laughs> gotta give him one more time. He's gotta find okay. it. All right. Here we go. <laughs> 
This is Deluxe Danny Bush with breaking news here from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. The Wisconsin Natural Resources Board virtual meeting will be August 12th. Uh, the meeting will begin at 8.30 a.m. on Wednesday, August 12th, uh, originating from public meeting room G09. Meetings right now, it sounds like they're all virtual meetings, Tom. Uh, yep. They're also having a virtual Lake Michigan whitefish about whitefish meeting on August 18th. So I guess if you want more interest uh, information on that, uh, I guess you can use like the Zoom link, which you'd know nothing about, Tom. Nothing about it. <laughs> Mister, Mister, I still have a flip phone. Boy, am I glad I, I'm sure glad I've, I've bettered myself and stepped up from, from that tragic, you know, mistake the last couple of years, sticking with that flip phone, man. Well, I'm glad I got rid of my typewriter and went to the word processor. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember hey. a typewriter? It, you remember, it, that was a big deal to take a typewriter to college with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I used, uh, I, you know, most of the articles I wrote were on that. I, as a matter of fact, I think all of them were on a typewriter, just about, I think. And, and but, then did you use, like, the little whiteout then? Oh, yeah. The, there yep. were different. Wasn't there like a key you could use to white something out? No, you had to use whiteout. You know. Yeah, you, you know, had to use yeah. the whiteout. But here, you know, you mentioned before about uh, more guns being sold. There's a, a uh, an article titled "New Gun Owners Spur Unprecedented Jump in Gun Sales," and that's around the country. But right here in Wisconsin. Uh, right here in Wisconsin, 331,600 background checks have been performed through June. Just in the month of June, 331,600 background checks. Now, those are for new gun owners they're talking about. So, you know, I'll tell you what, a lot of people, I don't know, are people getting nervous and worried? Is that it? Well, here, if you got people talking stupid about not having police anymore, I mean, I you know, think about it. What are they? They're going to have a bunch of social workers. You know, yeah. that, well, that'll be great. You know, 45-year-old female social worker, you know, to, to come on out and quell the robbery. Uh, no, people are starting to think to themselves that, uh, you know, heck, you know, I'm going to have to have the means to defend myself and my family. You know, I, right. to, to my way of thinking, now, like, I never had kids, but I had this argument with a friend of mine years ago because having a gun in his house with his two daughters would, would be like having a rattlesnake in the house. It would be more danger than, you know, not, you know, than not, it would be more dangerous to have the gun than to not have it. And I, th I, I, I tried talking to him. What if somebody were to just come barge in, break your door down, somebody who's armed? anything they wanted to you or your daughters and you couldn't do a dang thing about it and uh it's like the sheriff clark ad years ago you know yeah. what are you gonna do wait 20 minutes i think it's negligent as a parent you make your kids wear seat belts you make them wear a helmet you do all these things for safety i think a negligent if they have kids if they don't take the time to to get themselves trained have a firearm know where it's at safely know know how to use it if 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 you can make sure your kids are trained in you know firearm hunter safety all that stuff but i think you're negligent if you don't do it that's a good point i like that point because uh i've always felt that way you know always felt that way like what are you gonna do if somebody breaks in if somebody's trying to break into your house 
and uh, you don't have anything to defend yourself with, and they do. They let's say they got guns, you know. I mean, it's just it's. I know it's a sad state of affairs that during our this day and age that we have to worry about it. But you're right. If if the f- police were defunded, I mean, my lord, you'd, we'd run into anarchy. It would it would be terrible. It would be chaos. It'd be back in the old west again, you know. People would be shooting people left and right the way they are now already, you know. Well, all these all these yeah. people talking about this stuff, I think, for brains, and and it's uh it's just crazy. I mean, I, I look at what's going on in today's world, and uh, boy, I'll tell you, if our good friend John Lehman were alive, whoo, his head would oh, be spinning. Oh, he'd be going man. on. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. You know, when it comes to the police. I would say like 99.9% of the police are, are good, honest, upstanding men and women who are there doing their job, you know. Uh, but, you know, in every segment of society, in every walk of life, you've always got a few rotten apples, you know. So, yeah, there are a few that need to be slapped down and taken down. And hopefully the police departments find out about those those particular individuals before they do something stupid, you know. So, well, anyway. you know, you, you think, think about it, with the with the logic that they've gone with, where they want to get rid of all police. Heck, I'm surprised they haven't outlawed all Catholic priests. Uh, or, or you know what I mean? With it, yeah. some, there were some bad apples there. I mean, stop. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, you know what's coming up next, Danny? It's um, something that everybody no waits for. What? Everybody waits for it every what are you week. Talking though. About? The Hornschwaggle. Now that's the right, Hornschwaggle. Mr. Douglas. That's right. And, you know, I still we still got to find a clip of that guy. Anyway, uh, what was his name? Mr. Haney? Mr. Haney. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, the Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Carl's Country Market. And if you win, you're going to get a $10 gift certificate gift certificate to Carl's Country Market, and they're located in Menominee Falls on the corners of Silver, Silver Spring and um, Pilgrim Road, and also brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. And if you win, you get a really nice prize package from them. So if you want to be a contestant for the Hornschwaggle, just call at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. And we'll be right back with that Hornschwaggle. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We want to especially welcome Mr. Haney. What you got, eh? How? <laughs> Just what you need. Well, it so happens that I'm planting tomatoes. Mr. Douglas, you just had a... Did you guys hear that? <laughs> it kicked out, I think, on a good spot, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, anyway, have we got a contestant? Yeah, we got Harry and Shorewood today. Harry and Shorewood. Okay, also I want to mention last week's winner. I did mail a kit on Thursday, and I contacted our good friends at Baitmate. So it should be coming shortly. So uh, just kind of letting them know. I think it was Mark was the winner last week. So anyway, we got Harry and Shorewood, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, good morning, so Harry. Good, good morning, morning Harry. guys. How you doing? Uh, we're doing yeah. good. Good. You know how this works, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So what were you going to say? You're headed somewhere? No, I'm heading to go. uh, I'm in a golf tournament in Janesville. 
So that's hey. what I'm doing. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck with that. Thanks, buddy. So, but Thank you, but brother. you must be a you must be a fisherman. Yeah. Golfers wouldn't I be fish. listening to us. Yeah, I fish in. I fish in. On, yeah, exactly. I fish in on. All right. So all right. Good. You're you're an all around all around Joe. Okay. You yeah, do it all, all or all Harry. Dude, you got it, dude. <laughs> okay. So today's topic is fox, and I'm not talking about like when we were in high school, looking girl a fox. <laughs> Um, yep, I never, never, never had enough nerve to talk to those foxes. But uh, anyway, fox, in Wisconsin, the only species of fox we have is the wily red fox. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Hornswoggle. Swoggle. What's the other species, Harry? I don't know what the other species is, though, but I knew there was more than one. Sorry. Well. What's the other one? I'm glad. I'm glad you asked. The other species is the gray fox, and ah. so here's the next one. The gray fox is another species of fox in Wisconsin, and a gray fox from trees. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. That's a no hornswoggle. Okay. Wow. Wow, Harry, you're two for Harry two. Harry knows his foxes. Hey, hey, you know, all I got to say, Bean, is you're already a lucky winner today, Harry. You're on a roll, Thank dude. You, you got to, you know, bet whatever you in that golf. I know how you golfers are. There's always some money and side bets involved. This isn't That's just for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, because one of my clients is a big golfer, Dr. Sandy from Chicago. And, uh, yeah. yeah, he's always uh, he, he's always in tournaments. He's winning money a lot of times, too. So, uh, I don't know, maybe, yeah. Next one, um, if you want to trap a fox, take like a giant large diameter PCV pipe, put chicken wire on one end and leave the other end open and put a little meat by the chicken wire, the fox will go into that big PCV pipe, but it won't be smart to back out or turn around to get out. It'll be trapped. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. No, that's a hornswoggle. Uh, I blew it. <laughs> you're thinking of, yeah, don't bet. Don't bet anything today. Okay, take back what I just All said, right, Harry. Uh, you know, that's actually pheasants. If you, if I. Yes. Did you guys. I that one. Yeah, yeah, pheasants. And our good friend Al Shook actually did it one time. And then he got caught with the pheasant when he was going home. I don't know if he had it under his arm or whatever. And he was told that, uh, you know, can't do that. It's out of out of season but he was like 14 i guess so they let him off so anyway uh leave leave a mailing address information with sam i am and uh thanks for listening good luck with your tournament thank you guys take care of yourselves all right okay, Stay well. Stay oh yeah all right i got something here danny for you what do you got well, just a little talk, uh, just a few seconds about Studio 360 Photo. Our good friend Dave Olson, he's a professional photographer. He's located in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. And if you need any professional photography done, video production work, he's got over 40 years of experience. He can help you with whatever your project is. And like I said, he's right here in, in Pewaukee. So if you want, give him a call at... Uh, 262-227-3354, or best, just go to his website, studio360photo.net. That's studio360photo.net. 
That's our good friend Dave Olson, who's also our uh, advertising manager. So, you know, we were talking about, at the gut report, I did a thing on salmon. I got a few things on salmon here, Danny. So before we go to our next break, I'll tell you, because we might want to talk about this a little bit, because I got a question for you. It says, Lake Michigan is having a warm summer. Uh, The story is told by water temperatures. The average surface temperature was 75.3 degrees on July 9th, setting a record for July based on 26 years of record keeping. And the hottest it was, was back in 2016, was 75.6. That's the record. Now, Danny, have you been out on Lake Michigan this year yet? Uh, I was out this spring uh, for just a couple trips, and uh, we got one or two brown trout. Didn't do so hot. But can you imagine that? That water temperature is really warm. We've talked about it before, about how, you know, the charter boats are having to go out further because that water is so warm closer to shore. You know, it really is. you got to go out a ways to get in that cooler water. I mean, it's just amazing how warm that water is, and the water levels are up, you know. So the water levels are up. The water is warm. Uh, what's happening next? Armageddon? <laughs> Dogs together. Mass hysteria. Yeah. Mass hysteria is right. So, but anyway, uh, so yeah, it's 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 just uh, you know the, this warm temperature of the lake and all that. This is just giving the global warming enthusiasts you know a lot of ammo. But you know, wait, wait another month. The temperature will be down, and then we won't hear any more from them. So, anyway. So, my question, Tom, with all the global warming and stuff being as this is man-made, I'm doing that in air quotes, which nobody can see, (laughs) man-made, how about the ice ages? Uh, Was was that man-made back then? Well, yeah, of course. You know, know, it's funny. There was uh, carbon in the air way back when, before there were ever automobiles. You know, I mean, the the sun produces a lot of carbon in the air. Our, every time we exhale, produces carbon dioxide. You know, I mean, trees, when they die, and plants, when they die, produces carbon dioxide. I mean, it's like, you know, it, it's just natural in nature. It's just natural. And, you know, but since people weren't buying that global warming bowl, they, they just had to change the name to uh, climate, climate change. change. Well, of course the climate changes. We're not stupid. Of course I believe in climate change. It changes all the time. Jeez. I don't know. Some of these people got to think we're really dumb, Danny. But one thing, though, uh, that they can't think that we're wrong on is when it's coming to the top of the hour break. And I think Sam said we got a top of the hour break coming up here in about a minute or so. So we better do that now. And when we come back, uh, you know, there's... Speaking of Lake Michigan, there's been some monster salmon being caught this year. Big salmon being caught. And I got a story about a couple when we come back. That and more on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer, and Sam Schmitz on the boards. We'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. (laughs) You're on the crazy train. 
Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It is the second hour with Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer. Sam Schmitz is on the boards. You're listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. Sometimes you just never know what's going to happen on the show, good or bad. Anyway, uh, you can always get in touch with us on the show at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250 if you got any questions or comments or just want to brag about a big fish. So, Danny, have you yep. heard about any big fish? I got a story about big fish. No, Tom, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, tell me about some, tell me a big fish, Dad, tell me a big fish bedtime story. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what KD stands for, but the KD Salmon Tournament set a record in participation. Um, this is from Kiwani, Wisconsin. Nearly 3,300 anglers bought tickets for the 38th annual Kiwani Door County Salmon Tournament. It was held uh, from July 17th to the 25th. It smashed the previous best. Just think of that, 3,300 anglers bought tickets for it. And the winning fish... The big, the biggest salmon caught was 32 pound. Let me put it this way: 32.78 pounds. That is one big salmon, and there was a whole bunch of big salmon caught. So uh, you had to like have one uh, over 23 pounds to make it in the final payout. So well, there was a lot of lot of big fish caught. My 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 guess, my uneducated guess. Uh, we'd have to talk to Captain Jason uh, Woda of Real Sensations Charters because he would know for sure. But my guess is there's less salmon out there because I think they did talking. But the ones that are out there probably are growing pretty big because there's lots of feed to go around for them. Yeah, 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 probably, yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just amazing how many people got up. And, well, the people up there said, I think uh, with all this coronavirus craziness this year, people just wanted to get out and get back to the outdoors. And I think that's true because, you know, we see that constantly. A lot of people are, you know, doing things outdoors rather than uh, just sitting around the house and doing nothing with this coronavirus. So, yeah, a lot of people are doing different things. Speaking of coronavirus, have you seen anybody wearing masks? Anybody in the boats? No, have you seen anybody in a boat wearing a face mask? Uh, Ever, anywhere? There was one guy on shore here wearing a face mask. He was on shore, but... Uh, uh, I'm not talking here, Tom. I'm I'm talking anywhere anywhere on any lake, anytime. No, no, never, never, no. I I haven't, but I wouldn't be surprised if I do, because I I see these people driving down the road in a car by themselves wearing a face mask. I know. Isn't that funny? I laugh every time I see that. I literally laugh out loud in my car when I see that, and I'm thinking, why are you wearing a damn mask? You're in your car by yourself. (laughs) One commentator, one radio commentator Uh said that makes as much sense as wearing a condom and you're not going to have sex. I mean, what's what's the point, dude? (laughs) That's funny. I know, it is funny. Some people, you know, they get a little carried away. But I must admit, though, I... 
you know, when I go into stores, I wear it all the time, you know, in the stores. And, uh, well, right now, all the stores want you to wear them. But, you know, I'll tell you what. Over at Sherpers, uh, we've had some people come in who are not wearing masks. And one of the gals who was checking out said to us, uh, shouldn't we be telling these people they got to have a mask when they come in? You know? And I said, why? We're not the police. You know, that's the police's job. If they want to say something to them, give them a ticket. You know, I personally, I don't care if they're not wearing one. You know, I got my mask on, you know, because at Sherpers, we have to wear masks, you know, right now. So, but, uh, no, it's up to the police to, to mandate that stuff, to well, take Tom, care of that. You got all you got all these police, all these people in this world now who want everybody else what to do, right? You see that everywhere. Yeah, masks, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I got only one thing to say to them, Tom. You know what it is? Oh, it is going to be clean, isn't it? We're not going to get in trouble with the FCC, will we? Yeah, it's going to be clean. Okay. <laughs> Who died and left you in charge? That's right. Who made you the Pope? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to your own business. Mind your own beeswax. None, yeah. None, none of you, remember, yeah. remember that one? None, yeah. of, none yep. of your Mind beeswax? Mind your own beeswax. You better believe it. Yeah, what did uh, that we mean? Got... What, where's that beeswax come from? Mind have your own no idea. I have no idea. Maybe maybe our caller Imagine can it. tell us. I'm sure yeah. one of our callers can know. Yeah. Had yeah. to have so happened. Who do, yeah, who do you got on the line, Sam? We got Ray and Economawak. Ray? Yep. Okay, let's talk to Ray. Good morning, Ray. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. What's on Good your mind this morning? Uh, are you familiar with the Gun Owners of America? It's a good organization. No, we're not. I'm not. Are you, Danny? No. What's it called again? GOA, Gun Owners of America. It's a lot better organization than the NRA. The, uh, yeah. Those guys are on the Christian radio show, WVCY, sometimes. They're great guys. Oh, really? Yeah. So, GOA, Gun Owners of America. Gun Owners of America. Do, they, do you have to pay so much for dues each year or anything like that, or how's it work? I'm not a member, but like I said, I heard him on the radio. But check the website, you know. All right, I'll do that. But, gun uh, yeah, look it up right now. GOA, yeah, Gun Owners of America. Yeah, Danny's in front of his computer. He'll look it up right away. He'll check that out. So, well, thanks for letting us know. Okay, about two weeks ago on Pewaukee yeah. Lake, I seen four people out in the middle of the lake on a pontoon boat. All four of them wearing masks. Oh, really? Did you really? Oh, it, man. It, looked, it, it was like, what the? <laughs> I mean, you know, as long as you know that those people, you know, if you're out there with those f other people and you know they don't have the virus, it's like, well, then don't, you don't have to wear a mask, you know? I mean, yeah, it's, it was, I, I don't know, it's just silly. And it was a windy day, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that, that, that corona can fly in that wind, you know? <laughs> oh, man. I actually heard these super smart scientists say that uh, wearing a mask, well, that virus is so microscopic, wearing that mask is like building a fence in your backyard to keep the mosquitoes out of your yard. Really? Is that what they said? That's what they said. <laughs> but you know, you know, isn't it funny how we get different... Uh, reports from different scientists. You know, they one says this is the way to do it. One says that's wrong. You got to do this. You know, it's just like the old thing. Like, uh, remember when they were spraying that stuff on apples to keep the bugs off, and they said that was going to kill you. 
And then, you know, a month later, it's like, no, that's fine. It ain't going to kill you. Or too many eggs, that'll kill you. Now, no, it ain't going to kill you. They're good for you. I mean, it's who do, who do you believe nowadays, you know? Well, well, here's 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 the thing, guys. Thanks for you your know, call. Yeah. Take care, Ray. Thank they, you. They keep, they, keep, they keep talking about statistics, right, Tom? Yeah. Uh, there's this many more infections and this deaths and this and that. And, you know, there were college courses years ago, 40 years ago, friends of mine took courses that they told me about, and it was called called Lying with Statistics. And basically, the point of the course was you can use, manipulate, and to support near any position that you have. So, like, with all these statistics that they're throwing at you, it doesn't tell what the whole story is, depending on what political point of view people are coming from. So a guy doesn't know... What to think? This whole thing about uh, six feet apart, Tom. Okay, six feet. You gotta yeah. say, you gotta say, follow the science, right? They done a scientific study to determine this six foot. How did they come up with that number, six feet? You know, because the scientific method means you have to have a hypothesis first, and then you have to go ahead and set up your experiment to try and improve it. Where's the? Have they done some experiments to come up with this magical six feet thing? Because I don't know. I don't know. All I know is all the stores got those little signs on the floor. Oh, yeah. They got, yeah. yeah. Maybe I had to start a decal company that makes, you know, like little stickers for floors for six feet apart to sell to everybody so they can space them out. Yeah, I should put some in my uh, in my house. <laughs> Keep people you know, away from me. <laughs> maybe... Maybe if you got a wife you don't like, maybe that might be that might be your perfect excuse right there. Yeah. Keep her six yeah. feet apart all the time. But yeah. when work, she could still you're still within hearing distance. She can still abuse you verbally and yell at you. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, here's a little hunting thing, Danny. No sharp-tailed grouse season this fall. What do you think? Have you ever hunted for those guys? No, and that's right. I, I, I was going to mention that last week. I did see that on the DNR log. Uh, my guess is there's probably not too many, so they're going to suspend the season. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, I mean, they talk about go, you know, that volunteers go out in the woods and listen for drumming, you know, to to get a handle on how many are, you know, out there. But it, it, I, I, you just can't be everywhere, you know. Well, so I I don't know. For ruffed grouse, the drumming. Yeah. Well, I don't doesn't think a sharp tail? Don't they do the same thing? I don't think so. I thought grouse are grouse. No, you know what do you? Oh, grouse are grouse. At that grouse time, that would be like saying fish are fish. Yeah, but well, they are fish are fish. They all live in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. And and sharp tail grouse aren't they in like southwestern Wisconsin or something? Where are they located at? I, I really don't know. I guess I'm asking the wrong I, guy. Tom, you're really yeah. letting me down now. You're the most. You're I, like my encyclopedia. I, I don't know much about sharp sharp tailed grouse. That's for there's, sure. There's World Encyclopedia Britannica, and then there's Tom Newbauer. I got those three sources. Well, well, okay. not when it comes to sharp tailed grouse. I, I one time I I was walking in the woods one time and uh, with a shotgun, hunting for rabbits. And, you know, I was always told you always, you know, when, when a bird goes up, like if there's several birds, pick out one, aim at that one, right? Well, a covey of uh, sharp-tailed grouse, grouse popped up. You know, I must have spooked them or something. 
And I don't know how many there were, six, seven, eight, nine. I couldn't tell. They all came up, scared the living you-know-what out of me, and I just started firing in the air, you know, just <laughs> hoping that I would hit one. And, of course, I didn't. But, yeah, they're they're fast, and they're loud when they come up, and they scare you, you know, when they take off, you know, especially are, when, you, when you're not you expecting sure they it. Weren't, What's that? Are you sure they weren't Hungarian partridge? Oh, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't hear you. Sam was talking to me. What's that? Okay. Uh, are you Is sure it... they weren't Hungarian partridge? Yeah, they could have been. I don't know. Yeah. They all look the same to me. Huns. Yeah, they all look the same to me. And yeah, like I said, I, I, I never hunted for those, you know. We used to have a lot of those in up in uh, Green Bay. Uh, yeah. Right, right near that, uh, that packing plant that's got all the COVID going on in Green Bay. Oh, okay. I grew up, and those fields all around there were, were full of uh, full of them. And you'd look out in a field in the snow in the wintertime, and you'd see what looked like brown little round rocks. And they were basically those Hungarian partridge, and they were all, like, huddled in the snow. Huh. Yeah. One time oh. I went from 150 yards away with the 22. I, I leaned uh, the 22 over my buddy Tom Clifford's shoulder, and I aimed up a couple feet above and took a shot. And when the, the flock took off, but when we walked out there, by God, I'd got one of them. That was kind Is of that like right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it was illegal, too, so I guess I'm, you know, a statue of limitations has gone by. Plus, I was underage. I was a minor. Yeah. So, so if our DNR warden buddies are are, are listening, and I'm, I'm, I've been gr- deeply regretful ever since. Hey, um, <laughs> I've got uh, information, Tom, about yeah. gun owners of America. Do you want it? Like Ray said, it went yeah. right to the site. Uh, it's $25 a year. Uh, it said, Gun Owners of America is a nonprofit lobbying organization formed in 1976 to preserve and defend the Second Amendment rights of gun owners. Gun Owners of America see ownership as a freedom issue. Uh, yeah, so it looks like it's a really good group. And they've got a network of attorneys to help fight court battles in most every state to protect gun owners' rights. Uh, I think I'm going to join them, and I'm going to join them today. Oh, okay. You know, it, it looks like it's a great organization, and somebody has to step into the step into the uh, vacuum. That if we're losing the if the NRA is going down in flames because of uh, of abuses. Um, Gun Owners of America looks like it's worth supporting. All right. Well, what can I say? That's good. And I also can say we got to go to a break. Do you want so, me to send in $25 for you, Tom? I know, you know I'll join for you, too. I know how tight you are. No, you don't have to. That's okay. I can <laughs> do that join? myself. You going to send 25 I, bucks in? I might. I got to think about it. I want to see a copy it. of the canceled check. I don't believe oh. you. Oh, I might send them cash, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chuck's in the mail. You know, Tom Neubauer, Chuck's in the mail. (laughs) All right, folks. uh, And maybe you can get another free St. Croix rod while you're at it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Anyway, we'll be right back with more, folks. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractant. Stay tuned for more. So I'm falling 
Welcome back, my friends, to the Skipper Buds. Uh, I'm especially happy, Tom, that Sam is back. And do you want to know one of the major reasons why? Uh, because he's smart, good-looking, and all that kind of good stuff. Well, yeah, you know, but you are too. <laughs> um, basically, uh, he's playing good bumper music today. Last week, what 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 we had was it? Is that who'd we have last week filling in? I'm I'm, I'm losing. But he was playing some kind of weird stuff, man. So good yeah. job, Sam. Well, you told him play what you want, so <laughs> that yep. was your fault. Yep. <laughs> play what you want. Hey, honestly, I appreciate this part of the show because I mean, I, I'm a young guy. I don't know. I mean, I know some rock, but I don't know all my you know rock and roll. So I get a lot of uh, the taste in this kind of music from you guys. Yeah, all right. yeah. I'm gonna send you some more. Well, I've been letting you do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've been doing a great job, and plus, I didn't want to give you a list and give you one more thing to try and juggle in the studio. But I might, I might send you a list again at some point if yeah. you don't mind. Sounds good. But yeah, yeah, we appreciate all you do there, Sam. You do a good. I appreciate yes. it. Thank you, guys. Speaking yeah. of music, uh, every now and then I'll go on YouTube and I'll look at these performances of, uh, you know, different people at different. Uh, uh, venues, you know, different bands, you know, whatever. And, you know, it's pretty good. But anyway, I, it was the first time last week, very first time I ever saw Marilyn Manson. You ever hear that name, Marilyn Manson? Yeah, isn't isn't that like a, a cross-dresser or something or some chick well, who dresses it, like really it, weird? It's, I, a gu- I, well, it's a guy. It's yeah. a guy. Yeah, it goes by the name Marilyn Manson and yeah, like, he's really and weird. Like and that. I never knew, yeah, and I never knew what the hell Marilyn Manson ever did. Why was this Marilyn Manson kind of famous? What? Well, he's a supposedly some kind of singer. Yeah, and I, I knew saw, that. I saw him doing a rendition of "Sweet Dreams" by uh, I can't remember the name of the group, but anyway, anyway, and what song? "Sweet Dreams." Um, Dreams. If I thought about it, I could probably uh, name is it the like group. A, is but... this like a Lawrence Welk type era? No, song, no, 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 like no, a, no, no. A new no. one? No, uh, no. This is Sweet an older Dreams. song by Annie Lennox and Annie her group. Lennox. Annie, Annie Lennox was the the lead uh, voice. Uh, but anyway, okay. so he he was doing a rendition of this song, and the guy is the guy was terrible. He was screaming. And it's like, what the heck is this? This this guy was known for this? Oh my lord. It was terrible. I couldn't it was the first time I ever saw it. And I'm and I'm wondering to myself, and and this person's a star? <laughs> or supposedly? I don't know, it was weird. It was weird. I don't know, but I don't know what I did wrong in life, Tom. I, I see all these people who make millions of dollars and I think what at what fork in the road did I make the wrong turn? When did I go left when I should have went right? Well, when did I go right when I should have went left? You know, I'll tell you. My, I had uh, three friends and myself. We, uh, we had a band back back in the day years ago, and actually we were pretty good. Okay, and uh, I mean we didn't have any original music. We just, you know, we're we're a cover band. But you know, I always thought that why, you know, we why didn't we keep doing it? You know, because we were good. But we all kind of like went our different ways, you know, and that and it's too bad, you know, because, uh, you know, a lot of these bands back from the 60s started that way, you know, started just, as, you know, garage so just, bands. Just think, Tom, you could still be going out with 18 year old chicks if you had the band. 
Yeah, right, and have another heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd want that. No. He got the little blue pill. No. Yeah, right. Oh God. <laughs> no, but you know, and and but no, I I look back and think like, well, what if we would have stuck together? Because because as a group we were really good. But I mean, I was just average. You know, I mean, we had a really good drummer. We had a, a decent uh, lead guitarist. I was a rhythm guitarist. But our bass player and lead singer, that guy was really talented. I mean, he could play a piano. He could play lead guitar, rhythm guitar, bass guitar, drums. I mean, and this guy would tell us what to do, what to play, and how to play it. The guy was really talented, you know. And uh, he, he would have made it. I don't know about the rest of us, but he definitely would have. Well, you, Tom, you ever you ever see some of these <laughs> these aging rock stars? Oh, I'll God, tell you, yeah. they can look pretty rough. An aging rock star, a, a female aging porn star, uh, something about those lifestyles that really really ages them, boy. <laughs> By the time they get to be fifty and sixty, whoa, <laughs> pretty oh, rough. I know. I know. You see some of those, and it's amazing. You know uh, how how. Yeah, well, like, look, what's that one guy with the Rolling Stones? Brian Richards? No, Keith Richards. Yeah. Keith Richards, he's done so much drugs and alcohol, that guy should have been dead 50 years ago. Well, and he's still alive. I'll tell you one thing for sure. After all the chemicals those guys been putting in their bodies, they're COVID, they're COVID immune, man. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they ain't uh, nothing gonna get them. No, no, I'll tell you what, and their bodies are going to be preserved for a long time, you know. They don't have to mummify them, They're, they'll be preserved. <laughs> Alcohol preserves you, I guess. So, anyway. Um, yeah, well, t- well, Tom, you know, if you were in a ro- in your band yet, though, you're still a pretty good-looking guy. You, you wouldn't be one no. of those aging ones. You've aged, uh, you know, matter of fact, I was, you, you, you don't have a hat on today, Tom. And uh, I it's know pretty, you've got a good head of head. You know, I'm secure enough in my masculinity to say you're a pretty handsome fella there, Tom. Well, and, thank uh, you, but uh, you should go without the hat more often. Well, you know, the thing was is that before my operation, I always wore a hat. I mean, it. I I wouldn't walk out of the house without a hat. Okay, I always wore a hat, and uh, the only time I didn't wear a hat was like if uh, let's say I had to go to a funeral or something, you know, but. Any or a wedding, but anyway, but it seems like after my operation, every now and then, I I just forget about it, you know. I don't even think about it, and I just walk out of the house, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm going someplace, and I go, huh, I don't have a head on. Oh well, you know. But I always used to. But things things have changed for me, you know. Things different things, you know, have changed. Oh, here's here's a trivia question for you, Danny. The name of the band I was in. Do you want to? Do you know? Do you know what the name was? I don't um, know, if you know. You probably don't know. Uh, Newbauer's band. No, it was called the U.S. Mail, spelled M-A-L-E. Get it? U.S. Mail. Ah. Sounds like a mail strip review to me. <laughs> no, no, it had nothing to do with that. That's for sure. U.S. Mail. <laughs> M-A-L-E. Yeah, and then on the drummer's uh, big bass drum, there was a postage stamp, and it said U.S. Mail. So that was it. Yeah. I thought it was kind of original, you know? I think so. Hey, speaking yeah. of mail, Tom, uh, I did something I haven't done in like 14 months. I've got a Facebook page this week and caught up on all my messages. So oh, really? People who messaged me from like 
a year ago, I finally got back to him. Yeah, I said, oh, sorry, I haven't been checking this, you know. Uh, you know, but so, so I'm just not addicted to the social media. Oh, you know me what I mean? I, I, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Thing with a lot of friends, but Dr. Sandy says his wife's on it all the time. He says it's it's narcissist, it's narcissistic, or, or however I'm trying to say, it's for narcissists. Uh, it's all about everybody looking at themselves, and uh, I don't know if that's. Oh. Uh, there definitely does seem to be something to the fact that some people are so addicted to it. I don't know. Well, I got it. This this was something. Uh, one of my friends, our no name bookie, his wife gave me a shot across the bow couple weeks back uh on outdoor wisconsin dan small was interviewing uh, uh uh good randy gooden and randy gooden back in 1980 started a tv show called randy gooden outdoors and i was one of his first guests okay and uh so uh they were when dan small was interviewing him and talking they were out on a lake michigan boat anyway when he's talking to randy gooden they were showing some clips of the show and uh anyway they showed a clip of me all right catching a couple bass whatever and uh so my friend the no-name bookie calls me and he says hey did you see outdoor wisconsin and i said no why and he he told me what they had on and i said oh, okay i've you know i heard about it and he said uh he said yeah my wife and i were watching it and she said boy tom was a pretty good looking guy back in the day what happened to him <laughs> <laughs> I had a laugh like crazy. What happened? And I said, "What happened to me?" Okay, she's got, she's in for it now. All right. Jeez, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So, what happened to him? But <laughs> hey, it happens to us all. We get old, you know. That's it happens, happens to the best of us. That's right. And we got to go to a break, and that's part of the best of us. Hey, remember I told you, Danny, about that boat that uh, didn't have the plug in? Yep. And then almost dropped it on the cement after they got yep. the water out. Well, yep. now they can't. The poor guys can't get the thing running. They, it won't. It starts up but keeps dying on them. I'll tell you what. They're just not having a good day. These guys not having a good day. So anyway, we got to go to a break, folks. We're going to be right back. We're brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants. We're on two radio stations. Nah, we're on 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. If you want to get in touch with us, just give us a call at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. We'll be right back with more. Phone working, Danny. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess Danny's phone ain't working. Oh, are you back, Danny? Me. Okay, now we hear you. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, I was gonna tell you. Oh, first of all, we had a caller during the break, and he was talking about offshore fishing, but he wasn't specific. Now, early in the show, he said we were talking about something. That was about a crappie caught trolling, a big crappie. 
but he said offshore fishing. So we don't know, are you talking about Lake Michigan, other types of fish? So you're going to have to call back, 799-1250, and explain yourself a little bit so that we know what to answer. Yeah, also, you, Danny... you got to be Pacific. Yeah, now also I got to, you know, like I said before uh, we went to break, I feel sorry for those three guys. They got a lot of problems, but I think they might have the motor going now. Uh, they're the ones who didn't have the plug-in, almost dropped the boat on the concrete, and then their motor wouldn't start. They, You know, what time? It's got to be like, what, quarter to eight almost? 7.30, 7.37? And these guys have been here for about two hours. I think you know, having problems. But anyway, you said you had a story about that? Uh, one time, years ago, I some guys, their boat wouldn't start, right? Mm-hmm. Some rough around the edges looking sodbusters. And uh, so they, the guy backs up, no, drives his car down nearly into the water, opens the hood, and and they see the battery had gone dead on the boat because they couldn't get it started. And he's got jumper cables. He's in the water with jumper cables on oh, no. the battery of the car to the battery of the boat and having a smoke at the same time. Oh, <laughs> the, no. The only thing that was missing was a can of beer in his hand. Oh, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> oh, just, I just some, shook my head, man. Sometimes accidents are just waiting to happen, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness me. Yeah, that was Well, um, like I said, maybe, maybe that gentleman will call back. But, you know, I'm looking at the book of records, you know, for Wisconsin Fish. And, uh, you know, I was talking to some, remember I told you how that 16 and a half pound walleye was caught out of High Lake last yep. month? Okay. Oh, wait. You know, wait. Yeah. There was a 16 and a half pound walleye caught last month? Uh, I think I mentioned it uh, a week or two, a couple weeks ago. What, what lake? That, now, the guy said he caught it out of High Lake. Now, that's where the state record walleye right, supposedly right. came from, right? Hey, me and, and I, I was talking to Dennis uh, um, uh, Royce, our Boulder Junction connection, and he said he thinks that uh, maybe the guy just said that lake because he didn't want anybody to know what lake he caught it out of, and he just said that lake because that's where the state record came from. Now, Dennis fishes High Lake, and he said, you know, anything nature is possible, but I doubted highly if there's that, any walleyes that big in that lake. And I mean, and it's, I, it's I a, seriously, I seriously wonder about that 18-pound record as well. Oh, I do too. I, uh, you know, back in the day, that was back in 1933, and you know, back then, that they didn't. I don't know. You just took somebody's word for it, I guess. You know, uh, did they? You know. Did they have cameras back then? I guess they did. They uh, must you know, have. the guy had his, he had his cousin Larry witness it uh, when they waited at the gas station and signed the... Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I remember, you know, because people really get off on weights. They, they don't really understand because I don't think it's because they catch many fish. and Well, they don't weigh them. You know, they just said they don't weigh them. Uh, one time I had a client who caught a... A six-pound, nine-ounce largemouth bass. It was a big old bass. And he asked me if I knew a taxidermist, and I said yes. And he said, well, can you drop it off by the place? Because it was closer to my house than to his. And I said, yeah, I'll drop it off for you. So I went, stopped at the local gas station to get some gas, and I knew the 
the guy who owned the place, and uh, he was really into fishing. And I said, hey, you want to see a nice bass? And I sh- and it was in the trunk of my car, and I opened up the trunk, and he looked at it, and he went, oh, my God. Now, this guy, Danny, had been telling me about all the five- and six-pound bass he kept, was catching out of Pewaukee. And I just took it with a grain of salt, you know, like, yeah, right. So then he looks at it, and he says, oh, my God, what is that, 10, 12 pounds? And I said, no, you've been catching these kind of bass all the time on Pewaukee, you said. I said, six pounds, nine ounces. So basically, he was catching two and three pounders, thinking they were a lot larger than what they really were. And that's only because he never weighed one, you know, didn't know. And that caller called back, yeah. That caller called back, Danny. Okay. Let's see what he's got to say. What's the name there, Brett? Mark in New Berlin. Mark. Hey, Mark, good morning. Hi, guys, I just have a question. I'm a rookie fisherman. What's a good bait to use fishing offshore, like by the public uh, boat launch in Pewaukee? Oh, well, f- oh, do they do they have a public fishing pier there? Well, yeah, there's like a, a little. It's not really a, a yeah, the it's wall. like a little pier. There's benches. Yeah, yeah, yeah on the west uh, end. Yeah, on boy, the west I'll end. tell you what. Yeah, you know, on the east end, they got a big fishing pier. Uh, I don't know if you know about that, right in town. They got a, they, yeah, they got that. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what. You know, depending what what kind of fish you want to fit, catch. Uh, just p- basically panfish. <laughs> All right, then you could just just put on a, a piece of nightcrawler, a piece of worm, or a uh, or a waxworm, and float oh. it under a bobber. You know, put a bobber on, and yeah, just cast it out. Yeah, yeah, you'll 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 catch a ton of them. You might not catch big ones, but you'll catch a lot of fish. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right, you take care now. Bye-bye. So, Annie, Danny, you were going to say something about, you know, people, you know, they, they don't weigh fish, so they really don't know what they weigh that they're catching. Uh, uh-oh. Nope. 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 Danny's got to reconnect. Yeah, so, and I've had that no, number of times. One time when I had my bait shop, a guy came in and, and said, yeah, I caught an eight-pound bass. And I said, oh, wow, that's huge. You don't hear many of those. I said, how long was it? He, he said, 16 inches. <laughs> I, I started laughing. And I said, so you caught a two-pound bass, <laughs> really? Oh, goodness. So sometimes, you know, that you know, if people don't weigh fish, I, you know, from me fishing tournaments years ago, I seen a lot of fish weighed, and I used to carry carry a, a digital thermometer, uh, not thermometer, digital uh, uh, scale to weigh the fish. You know, when we'd be out, so I got a pretty good idea when I look at a fish about how much it weighs. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, gosh, I I trying to remember where this guy caught this fish. The guy caught a, I think it was like a 15 pound largemouth. I can't remember what lake it was. It was down south somewhere. And that fish was 28 inches long, 28-inch largemouth, and it had a 24-inch girth. So that was one huge largemouth bass. Now, if if you remember, uh, I think it was on John Gillespie's show, guy, some guy said that he caught a 28-inch largemouth out of Lake Tahoe, I think it was. Was it? I don't know. Maybe. It's hard to tell by the picture. But I do have to tell everybody. Danny, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I, I got to tell you and everybody else that, you know, when I bring in these cutouts, these clippings, 
about news stories, I got to give proper credit where credit is due. I get them, almost all of them, from Wisconsin Outdoor News. That's an excellent paper. It gives a lot of great information. And those people, Dean Bortz and the crew, they, they like when it comes to the DNR stuff, they're out there like journalists, you know. They're getting the story. They're digging down deep. They're, 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 uh, who are those two guys, Woodward and Bernstein or whatever? They're, they're, they're <laughs> meeting guys in garages, you know. They're, <laughs> I mean, they're getting the stories that, that we normally about would Watergate? not. Yeah, there you go. You know, no, they're getting the stories that we wouldn't necessarily, necessarily ever hear about because they're, you know, they, they dive deep into what's going on. And, and so I do appreciate it. And they got, and they got stories from around the country and all that, but, you know, they keep us up to date. The Wisconsin Outdoor News, very good publication, a lot of good stuff. So you get that too, don't you, Danny? Uh, the Wisconsin Outdoor News. Um, yeah, it's, a news, it's like I a newspaper. Uh, Dan Durbin writes. Yeah, Dan Durbin well. is up there too. Yeah. Yeah, he's with them. I think he sells stuff too. But anyway, we got to go to a, our last break of the morning. Last break, 799-1250. If you want to get anything in quick, you better do it now. We're going to be right back. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Sam Schmitz is on the board. And we'll be right back with more of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. The Fan. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, thanks for getting on the crazy train with us today and taking another ride on down the tracks for number show number 1012. I don't know how many we've had, Tom, over, what, 12, 13 years? Quite a few. I think it's 13 or 14 years, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know... Uh, you know what I'm surprised about, Danny? You know, the state record smallmouth is nine pounds, one ounce, caught up uh, Indian Lake up in Oneida County. But I'm surprised with all the big smallmouth um, caught on the Bay of Green Bay, I'm surprised that there haven't been some eight-pounders caught, you know? We hear a lot about the five- and six-pounders and occasional seven, you know, but I'm I'm surprised I haven't uh, heard of an eight pounder, because uh, I would I would have to think that if if there's well, a, a state record uh, smallmouth bass, it has to be in the Bay of Green Bay. You know? Tom, there was an eight pounder caught during uh, that Sturgeon Bay Bass tournament years ago. Me? Are you there, Sam? Yep, I'm fine, Sam. Uh, okay. Uh, do I sound far away? Yeah, you sound really distant, Tom. Oh wow, that's really weird. Well, let's that's try better. this. Yeah, that's better. Wait a minute, I'm, pl I'm playing with this thing. I don't know what's going on. Oh my! Don't, don't play with it. <laughs> All right. Okay. That? Am I coming through better? okay? Okay, we're good. good. All right. Boy, boy. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> yeah, the problems with the COVID and the old technical uh, technical difficulties, but it's okay, Tom. And did you hear me when I said that I believe an eight pounder was caught during the Sturgeon Bay gig a couple of years ago? Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I believe there was. was... Like a... Okay. Yeah, there's always five and six pounders caught, 
but uh, I believe there was an eight pounder that was caught years ago. See, I thought it was like a seven and a half or something like that. Well, I think there was a seven what? and a half in there as well. There, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Recent years, they haven't got as many, and I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, they, even Dale Strosheim, when we talked to him, I think he said for the longest time the hardest thing for him to catch was seven pound smallie. And, and he's one of the best fishermen up there. Yeah. And like I said, you know, there's a lot of five and sixes. I mean, it's what happens to those five and sixes. Don't they get any bigger? I mean, because there's, there's thousands of them up there like that. Well, and, I would have to say, Tom, that it's probably genetics. Uh, I mean, 320-pound NFL linemen are you really going to grow out of yeah, all the true. amount of people? You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I think it's a genetics. Food-wise... Um, they pretty much got unlimited food up there. I don't, I, oh, we, did we lose Danny now? I'm here. Oh, did, yeah. uh, Sam said something to me. I, I think he said something to me, but I didn't understand him. I... Okay. But no, I was talking about the smallies up there and, and they should have unlimited food. So I don't think that would be a limiting factor in the size. Same thing, you were talking state record uh, smallmouth going to come out of the Bay of Green Bay. Walleye as well. Yeah, you know, I yeah. I wonder if that six, well, you know, if that 16 and a half pound walleye was out of the bay, you would think they'd have no problem saying we got it in the bay because that's not like some little secret lake that you're going to try and cover up. Right, right, exactly. Did you actually see a picture of 16 and a half pound walleye? No. No, I did not. It Where was, did uh, you? He it was reported in in Wisconsin Outdoor News. Okay. And, and I believe they're reporting, you know, on anything like that. See, my guess is that the guy caught it on a out of a lake like Trout Lake, which is a big, big, deep lake, you know, that's known for some big walleyes, you know. Right. Uh, it's known for big muskies. I mean, it's it's a big, deep lake that has a lot of great. They even got cisco in it and and trout, so that. You know, these fish got a really good oily uh, porridge base. So you're spe you're speculating that it came out of Trout Lake? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm guessing. You know, but but Trout Lake is the lake that anytime anybody got a big muskie, they'd always just right. Yeah, well, that's because it is so big. You know, it's so big, so many places to fish. Uh, you know, it's not like it's one of these smaller lakes where a, a fish comes out of a smaller lake. You know, some of those lakes up north, you know, I mean, even down here, you can you can fish the majority of the lake in one day, you know, fish all the good spots. Well, at least what you think are the good spots. So, uh-oh, I think we lost Danny again. Yep, he's trying to get back on. You know, we should almost for the rest... Oh, well, we're almost done with the show. There's a couple minutes left. Uh, we're glad that you folks have uh, joined us this morning. It looks like it's going to be another beautiful weekend. Although I did hear about, what are we supposed to maybe get a chance of rain today or tomorrow or something? I think maybe tomorrow, chance of rain. But that's all right. I'll still cook on the grill. I don't care if it's raining. Well, yeah, maybe a little bit. Are you back, Danny? No, Danny's not back. Uh, what? How, how much time we got left? Oh, well, listen, folks... Uh, for uh, my buddy Dan, Dan Bush over there and myself, we thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week.
cry. But tell them if I... To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new santa fe is available with h-track all-wheel drive so i can hit the trail without a worry in the world Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.